Check my inbox and what do I see? Just another day, another T-R-A-D-E I'm an addict And I need it in my veins, I'm an addict Otherwise I feel plain now Every day I wake up, people got a problem Making all these trades up, got me singing got em, But I've been paid up, I even started from the bottom See I don't wait up, I ain't even playing possum So what it cost them, just a couple of firsts Can't believe that it worked, not to say I'm a jerk But I'm an addict, it's what I said in the first You can curse all you want, you can pray in your church But I'ma keep tapping return, I win up I learn I ain't trying to burn And I'm not really ashamed, I'm an addict I'm reclining with the brain, I'm an addict And the pot is what I'm playing, I'm an addict Russ and Rocky Other names Trade XP. Let's go I am Dynasty Outhouse and I have a trading problem And I am Dynasty Deviant I also have a trading problem and I am still Dynasty Outhouse, and I have a co-host problem. Honestly, I really don't, because this is not even close to retribution for the amount of shows I've been missing lately. So I'm sorry. I'm not sorry, Rocky. I still mean it, but, you know, it is what it is. But, hey, everybody, and welcome to session 281 of the Trade Addicts Podcast. podcast. We're off to such a great start. Oh, man. A proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network, the DAP Network, if you will. And Rocky's not here, so throw it up for me, then. And Hello. we just did. There you go. Oh, week one is here. And it's funny. I usually, week one for the past like three years, I've done, hold on, I love alliteration. A fantasy football first week freak out, I think was the name of the show for the past like three years. It was too much for me this year. I couldn't do it. Like normally, like I find at least one per game, one thing per game to freak out about. And I'm just like, there's too many things and I can't handle that emotionally right now because like like we were saying before i mean patreon.com slash trade addicts pod if you wanted to see the beautiful uh miami dolphins regalia that that uh the deviant has on right now you know we had such weird weird football the 49ers did well but then we had the game we had the dolphins versus the chargers and that's that was the first time where it's just like football's back <laughs> i mean we had the very good game on thursday like that was a fun game to watch but like sunday was ugh. so so we are avoiding doing that kind of show but we are going to jump in because it's your first time on the show even though we scheduled this like three months ago i think <laughs> yeah we did <laughs> Um, so we do a little interviewy thing just to have everyone get to know you so why don't we start out by Letting everyone know who you are, what you do, and where they could find what you do. Okay. So my name is Chris Burns. Um, my handle is Dynasty Deviant. Um, that's it on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it now. Still Twitter. Yeah. Okay. I'm an <laughs> old Dynasty. man at Clouds. All right. Yeah. I'm always going to call it Twitter, you know. Yeah. So, but um, yes. And I'm also um, a contributor for uh, Dynasty at. Um, fantasyandframes.com. Um, I'm also on there uh, on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. We have our Dynasty and Frames, like Dynasty 365 um, Dynasty show. So that's what I'm doing. And then like every now and then I get on, you know, just to entertain the masses when, the, you know, I feel like some smiles need to be had. Clench your timeline a little bit. 
Speaking of, if you go to the Fantasy Cares YouTube page, go back, there's a video, Fantasy Cares, about the Dynasty Deviant, and you get to see a little uh, interview Chris and I did talking about his just historic, maybe legendary, are the right words for the wonderful Tootsie Roll video uh, that got Chris into SFB 13, and the man of of dedication he is even joined the tootsie roll division after doing just a beautiful tootsie roll dance while eating tootsie pops actually i think you had like three in your hand at one point i was just like (laughs) if you just like somehow started juggling and catching them in your mouth or something like all right dude you're in for life but you didn't go that far i i'm glad you didn't get hurt you know i feel like you'd like you know we're we're getting up there in age you would have just like pulled a muscle in your back or something Mm -hmm. trying to Glad it didn't get that far. And Rocky comes into the middle of this very weird conversation. It's just the look on his face is just like <laughs> frozen or what are they talking about? I have no idea. And he's not frozen. So it's one of the, one of the <laughs> all right. So, so, so clearly let's move on. And, and how long have you been playing fantasy football for Chris? Um, I've been playing fantasy football now about 14 or 15 years. Um, I started off Mainly because my good friend, like he was in fantasy leagues and I was just like something I never wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But he'd always ask me at fantasy advice because I love NFL football and I'm already locked in and know the information anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'd give him advice and he'd take me to dinner when he wins his fantasy championships. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking like, well, maybe I could, uh, you know, win some things, you know. So I started doing it. Absolutely loved it. Um, started commissioning a league. Did that for several years like almost 12 years i think um when that league finally disbanded i like got into dynasty because i when i was playing like redraft i was building these monsters and then i was just so disappointed at the end of the season when the team would just fade into the ether and then i have to start again next year so i was thinking that you know if i'm pretty good at building a team in a redraft um then dynasty should be really easy for me but I did find out that it's not as simple as I thought. Like there's a little, it's a different mindset. Um, but um, so, but doing fantasy, I mean, Dynasty probably now for five years and I love it. It is by far and away my preferred platform when it comes to fantasy football now. When did you make that switch? Um, yeah, yeah, about five years ago is um, after that league disbanded and I was like, you know what, I'm going to do this. And then I just went on sleeper. And just uh, joined the league with a bunch of random people I've never even met, thought of or anything. And it was like, they're all first timers doing a dynasty as well. And I have made lifelong friends with some of those guys from that initial league. Um, We parlayed that into a few other leagues. We even have a league now that's called Not Another Fantasy League because we got a little crazy there for a little bit. But <laughs> I did the same thing. We ended up changing the name, but it was called Definitely Not Another Dynasty League. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm, I understand, you know, that's where we are. And uh, but yeah, so I've been doing that ever since, and I, I absolutely love it. Awesome. So what are some of the best and worst trades you've made in your lifetime of Dynasty Fantasy Football? See, that's a great question. Um, it's kind of like poker. Like, you don't really remember, like, the really good ones. Yeah. You know, it's the bad ones that stick with you the most. Everybody um, says that. <laughs> yeah, that's human nature, man. Yes. It sucks. But it's what yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does um, a couple of good trades I made. Like, uh, I made a trade recently that I liked. Um, I acquired Amari Cooper, and I gave up Alec Pierce in a 2024 third for him. 
So <laughs> I like that. Um, I do remember a few years ago, like I traded Todd Gurley, like I took over a, an orphan and it was absolutely gutted. And Gurley was the only piece that I had. And I traded him for a massive haul that, I mean, so many pieces. I don't even remember all the pieces I got, but I went from that orphan um, the very next year I was playing in the third place game, you know, so that was pretty good trade. Some bad trades. Um, I traded Mike Evans for and a first round pick for Andrew Luck. And I was like, oh, I'm doing pretty good. And it was two days before <laughs> no. Andrew Luck retired. <laughs> no. no. Oh, I felt um, bad. I knew where it was going and it went there and I hated it the entire time. Mm-hmm. At least and it wasn't episode. for Marcus Mariota, right? Oh, Russ. <laughs> I forgot to click a few more buttons. Oh, no. I forgot about that. Thanks, Rock. <laughs> I'll never, for, never forget. Hashtag never forget. Oh, that was one of the... And like, that was like the first like, year of TA3, I think. It's not even, which is the sad thing. It was probably like a year in. And they're just like, no, we could send it back. I'm like, no, this is... I did this. I'll live with it. I haven't won the league at all, so I'll blame that for it, clearly. But congrats for taking that. (laughs) Well, I have one that's worse than that, though. Like, um, I traded two years ago. I traded Justin Jefferson for Taylor Heineke. Oh, no. (laughs) And, like, some other trash that I absolutely have no idea what it was. And, uh, like, I learned a valuable lesson. I mean, it's because I was, like, right in the middle of things. I I wasn't even on the bubble. I was, like, a couple spots down. And I thought that I could make some moves to get into the playoffs. And maybe mm. something would happen. Stupidest thing I've ever done. Like, I remember even telling the uh, owner who was trying to sell it to me that Heineke is not going to be the guy. He's not keeping his job. And I did it anyway. And absolutely awful. So it started my rebuild. <laughs> that that wasn't his rookie year, though, at least? Yes. Had he already started to become Justin Jefferson, or was this early in the rookie year? It was – he had already, like, established himself. you like, okay. oh, this guy. <laughs> yeah. This guy's for real. All right, so what is a guiding principle you take with you, whether you're offering or evaluating a trade? Um, a principle of mine is that uh, the trade has to make sense. And, like, a lot of people, they just want to send you this awful trade and everything because they feel like they have to win it. And really um, lopsided trades where you like, absolutely dominate the other person, I mean, they don't really happen that often. So for me, it's like um, if I'm seek if I'm selling, I like to seek out an owner that actually needs what I'm selling, you know. And then I approach that owner and um, I give them a strong, fair offer initially, and then we work from there. Like I'm never gonna be that guy that goes up to somebody and offers something that would offend me. So I try to keep it like, you know, legit and fair. And uh, I'm trying to look at trades where we both, you know. When I like it when a trade when both of us like ah I might have a little trade regret from it because then I think it was just you know the right kind of trade. If you both think you lost, you both won. Exactly. Yep. It's funny. I I love when everyone's like I like to send fair trades that make sense because I I feel everyone in my leads just going, oh my god, they're saying this to Russ who just does not do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, don't make me think. I don't want to think. I want to click buttons. That's what I want to do. Ugh people having these expectations of me that are just unrealistic okay so like we said before it was it was a very very tilting week and I, one for me one there's two main injuries i honestly didn't even write down anything else because after these two just like nothing mattered to me anymore one of them was personal fantasy wise and jk dobbins just oh man pops his <laughs> and it's just like 
Like the bad person in me is like, well, at least he put up 12 points before he did. (laughs) Um, But like, you know, coming out of the 2020 class, J.K. Dobbins was my favorite of those running backs. Like, I know Jonathan Taylor was more talented. DeAndre Swift had the higher upside, blah, 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 blah. I loved J.K. Dobbins. I think he's done. Like, oh, yeah. Deonta Foreman, like, has to be a best case scenario for him. And Deonta Foreman only really tore his Achilles in the rec- recency of that injury. Dobbins is on, like, fourth in a row. And it's just, like, hard to believe that he is. <sighs> Which so many teams, man. So many. I was just going to say, I've been talking about Dobbins the whole non-point scoring season. Starting to see it come to fruition. He was was having an okay game, but usage-wise, he was the guy that first half. They weren't even really, like, mixing it in. And and it's it's horrible for him, obviously, as a player, too, man. Just, like, everything he's gone through to get back and... Yeah, it's it, you know, like you said, his career's over at this. Point. Gotta be like, and never got that second contract, which this was his year. This was his contract year, but like he got a touchdown, then he got it down to like the five, like right up there, and then Justin Hill scores. Justice Hill scores two touchdowns. Okay, oh, I tweeted this out, but I need to talk about this. So when your commissioner says, "Get your league, get your rosters legal by this date," or I'm going to cut players for you, and you don't get to complain about it. I cut Justice Hill off of three teams. <laughs> I remember you saying that. At the time, it was the right call. Yep. I mean, I didn't do any, like, I wasn't a jerk. I didn't cut anyone that shouldn't be cut. I mean, let's face it, Justice Hill wasn't it and probably yep. still won't be. But seeing that he got cut by someone else from your team and then he scores two touchdowns, good. I hope it stings a little bit. Why are you making me do your work for you? Yeah, I do, the, I do the same thing. I try and cut what I would think would be the least offensive guy, and yet nobody would have thought that Justice Hill yep. would be. No way. Meanwhile, okay. Bosch likes to just cut actual players off people's teams. Oh, Bosch, well, he'll randomize it. He'll make yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Definition. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's the definition of fair or not, but it's like, if it's Josh Allen, it's Josh Allen. <laughs> oh, I did make the joke, because I, I did make cuts from someone who had Josh Allen on their team. And they said, thanks for not cutting Josh Allen. And I said, so the real funny story is I almost, almost enabled into IDP players so I could put defensive player Josh Allen on his team so I could see this dude react when he sees that Josh Allen was cut from his team. (laughs) It was too much effort. I never did it. But it would have been hilarious. So make your own cuts. But back back to the sadness, back back to the depths of the abyss. You have J.K. Dobbins on your team. Let's say there's a hopeful person out there, and they send you a second. Are you just snap accepting that? No. I, I am. I am. You're not? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Um, <clears throat> like you said before, everything you guys have said, I think that it's – I think it's the end for Dobbins. Like, I've my heart breaks for him, you know, like – just so many just crazy injuries, you know, that have just ended his career. But I think right now, like, so the time frame for him is coming back. If it's like an 18-month injury, so he's still looking at missing time coming into next season. Um, and I don't think that Baltimore is really going to wait for him. No. And if he's out there on the market and everything, like, it's not going to be a team that's really going to give him a fair chance. Um, so at this point right now, I would honestly rather – throw a dart with a late round pick than that. So, so you would sell him. So you, 
Yeah. No, I was saying if someone offered you a second round pick for the Dobbins that's on your team, I'm like, wait, you're saying a lot of things that are agreeing with us, but you're yeah. off, like, disagreeing. Okay, you had it backwards. No, yeah. I was just Thank making you. sure you guys were paying attention, like, <laughs> which is weird because I usually don't. This is true. Right. Oh, absolutely. I'm taking that second and like, I'm, yes. Yeah. Would you, take, would you guys take a third? Like, I, I don't know if you saw Scott Connor put a tweet. You should take anything. If you can get a, if it's a fourth. He, he he was saying he's cuttable at this point, basically. Like, look, it's it's really funny because, like, it, y- yes, because the answer is yes. I would take I think a third. So too. The answer is if you cut him, someone's going to pick him up, which means someone will give you a third for him. <laughs> yeah, like, right. Like, someone will give you something if they're willing to spend a couple of fab on him. So, yeah, I would spam the entire league with a third to see if I could get it. And one person somewhere will be a jerk and say, "How about a fourth? And be like. Dobbins in a fourth for a third, really? Like, come on. Like, <laughs> and then, like, I would probably just take it, whatever. It, it's something because I really like. In two years, I'm not going to remember what happened that I no longer have Dobbins on my team if he comes sure. back and does well. So it is what it is. I'll take what Let I can get. Let me ask you one more question. Does Does Acres? Not that he's done anything, uh, really much yet, but does that give you any hope? How quickly? Wasn't that an Achilles? It was an Achilles, right? Was yeah. That an yeah. Okay. So I thought. So does that give you any hope that maybe with a full year coming back, that maybe Dobbin? He's a little older, a couple of years older, but it's not like he's old. Right. Well, they came out the same draft. Are they that different in age? Was Acres? I thought he was. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought he was a year or two old. He very well could be. Um, I could. I could be wrong too. <laughs> well, I mean, if anything else, I think it's a good sign that Acres had like 22 rushes uh, this week. So the fact that he only got 29 yards doesn't really matter. <laughs> but, like, he had the workload. So, like, yeah, I get it, but one after the other. That's what I was going to say. That's other. what scared yeah. Akers did not have the, yeah, constant yeah. injuring. Yeah. So I. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you're, to your point, though, like, um, Akers coming back, like, quickly. Like, if you look at, like, just the history of athletes in the last you know, five or six years ago with Kobe or KD or, you know, other players like Akers, you know, so the Achilles used to just be like, you get that, that's a death nail career completely over. But there have been players in other sports who have been coming back. There was an offensive lineman who blew out his Achilles and he came back and then like a lot of his job is, you know, pressing off that to drive or to block. So, I mean, with the advancement in medical history, like it is possible, but um I'm not going to be buying in on that, though. Yeah, I was going to say, too, I, I agree with you. I'm not either. I would still take the third and all that. But I, I, there is a case to be made there with advancements in medicine. Like, we, we've got Brees and, and, and their ACLs, but Brees and Javante coming back week one after getting ACLs in season and both looking good. Like, Javante didn't look as good as Brees, but Brees – Breaking it down, Garrett Wilson just throwing his hands yes. near and not blocking that dude, and then Reese <laughs> was losing his steam. It, part, I mean, part of it made me sad, but part of it just made me so happy. Like Garrett got had to have gotten so yelled at for that. Like, yeah, oh wow, like, but like a few, even a few years ago, we wouldn't have expected those two to even necessarily be playing week one. Oh yeah, they no, got injured, sure. and they both, like I said, they both look 
Javante looked pretty good too. I mean, he was he was getting more, more of the work in the, especially in the first half than than Piran was. I mean, two weeks ago, I was still saying I don't believe Javante's. Yeah, gonna play <laughs> I get it. Yeah, and don't get me like I said before. Yeah, it's it's not a one hundred percent thing that he's done. He can come back. He can play. He can be good. Maybe. Yeah, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm with you. I I would I would take whatever I can get for him. <sighs> As a human being, I hope it all happens. Yes. As a dynasty player, I'll take what I can get. But, I mean, like we can have—we're having the exact same conversation, even though we're adding on like twenty years and changing positions, because one pass into his historied, historic, legendary, beautiful, amazing, controversial—all of these mega super buzzwords. Aaron Rodgers throws one pass and then pops his Achilles. As a New York Jet, and it was it it was it was an away game, right? Were they in Buffalo? I don't even like. I think they were in the well, I guess New Jersey, but I think yeah. they, I think it was oh, yeah, the Jets but, because that I don't understand how MetLife Stadium has not gotten sued yet. I feel like more people destroy their legs in that stadium than anywhere else. Like it's it's ridiculous, but like. Poor Jets fans. Like I know there I are know. other fan bases that have it so much worse. Like they're they, but like this was the that, hope. But like that defense is so good, and you see what they did to Josh Allen. Josh Allen looked sloppy. He did not look good, and that was not an accident. That was not the Bills being unprepared week one. That that defense is that good, and all they needed was an actual quarterback, and now they're back to not really having a quarterback. Yeah. So, so Zach Wilson, at least for the moment, is the starter. I had like a few people being like, he didn't look that bad. And I'm like, your bar's real low for Zach Wilson. I, I get know. It. Yeah, he kind of did. And of course, you can't blame him. That's not his offense. He, he probably had zero work with that language, with these setups, with most of these wide receivers. But it's not like he was good before. Like So like it's just... For all the shit I've gotten about Trey Lance over the last couple of weeks, it was nice to be reminded how right I was about Zach Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> At least you could be right about something. There yes. You Speaking of Trey Lance, like I actually wrote this on Twitter earlier today. I mean, if the scriptwriters really want chaos, trade <laughs> the Cowboys trade uh, Trey Lance. Zach Wilson goes to the Cowboys. Trey Lance takes the Jets to the Super Bowl against the 49ers, <laughs> and he comes back to beat Kyle Shanahan after being down double digits. That would be hilarious. I have never wanted to root for something <laughs> so hard before. Get that someone get – someone listen. Jerry, I know you're listening. Get on the phone with Woody Johnson. Get, get this done. <laughs> get it done. Has to happen. Oh, wow. All right, now I have a dream. Well, I have someone else's dream. I'll steal it. It's it's mine now. I'll give you a little bit of credit. Uh, okay, but like, but getting back to fantasy football of it all, are, do we think Aaron Rodgers is coming back from this? Like, it he's what thirty eight ish? Like he's thirty nine. And like, honestly, age doesn't super matter for a quarterback, but I think it does when it comes to healing. I mean, Rodgers. He, you know, it's it's tough nowadays because no one – I don't think there's any quarterbacks in the league 
that are statues anymore. Like we don't have Tom Brady. We don't, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger was just like a really slow moving amorphous thing. He wasn't necessarily, but he was close to a statue, but like, we don't have that anymore. So like Rogers wasn't a running quarterback, but his legs did a lot of work behind the line in the pocket. And yeah, he rushed a decent amount. So like he could, maybe he can come back and still just be a very good thrower of the football. But like, do you think at this point he bothers? Like it's, are you like, I, I know when it's someone like Aaron Rodgers, someone as old as they are, it feels like a weird say, like, are you going to throw a second at someone to maybe he comes back next year on the jets and still plays? Like, is this something that's in either of your heads? No, Very black day. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was, I was, yeah, I was just waiting. I, I'm yeah, he's the age. I, I don't see him like, working to get back so that he can play for the Jets. Like, I, I don't know. I just don't say that. I, I feel like he's already talked about retirement in recent years anyway, uh, whether that was I, maybe some of that was for show to get attention for Aaron Rodgers, but I'm sure he was at least thinking about it. Uh, and I, I just can't see, I mean, yeah, I just can't see it. I don't see him working all the way back to, to play at like 40 years old for the Jets. I'm sorry. And, sorry, Jets fans. <laughs> like, and I know, like, I will always say I don't have the athlete's mindset. Like, I don't have that competitiveness in me. But, like, of all players in the NFL, like, Aaron Rodgers is absolutely one of those. It's not even – it's not about the money he's made, but the money he can get elsewhere. Like, that dude can have a radio show, podcast, go freaking host Jeopardy. Jeopardy. Like, there's so many things he can do that don't involve him just getting – beat the hell up <laughs> so like right. like that is something i think we you need to take into account even though again it might not because maybe he just is that competitive and needs to get back on the field again uh, my brain does not work that way <laughs> he might I mean, be that competitive but then again like the psychedelics that he's going to take to help like nurses <laughs> injure it he might like that more <laughs> as long as they're not on the do not use list then you never know man Aaron Rodgers running away from there's no pass rush. He's just running. <laughs> I'd be like Ricky Bobby. I'm on fire. How am I fire? There's no fire, Ricky Bobby. Uh, so okay, Rocky. Rocky, let's talk about it. If you had Aaron Rodgers on your team. If <laughs> I know. And let's 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 be honest. I know you you got some really bad offers your way, but let's face it. Every single league, someone who has – the person who has Zach Wilson updated their trade bait today, you know. So let's say you're just in need of a quarterback. Would you throw a second at Zach Wilson just to fill that in? Because you know you can get him. That no. person will take anything to get rid of him. No. Well, would take a second to get rid of him. No. Let me finish the question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Continue. Well, now I don't feel like it's necessary. Um, <laughs> I knew the answer anyway. But, like, what about you, Chris? Is, is there any part of you that's, like, maybe he'll be good enough, and if I'm competing, my second's going to be late? Uh, everyone who has these, I mean, Derek Carrs, Jimmy Garoppolo's, all these players that are the guys, like, oh, I'll just send an early mid-second and get some good old production. All of these guys are on teams already. Your 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 shot is Zach Wilson. Do you try and throw a second for Zach Wilson, or do you just find a non-quarterback to throw in your superflex? 
I'd find the non-quarterback to throw my super flex. The crazy thing about this, though, is that two weeks ago, <clears throat> I was trying to acquire Zach Wilson because I could get him cheaper than what he's like worth right now, to be honest with you. So I'm like, my whole thought press, I think that he has the talent to be a top 32 quarterback in the league. Like, granted, near the bottom, like, in my opinion. Because <laughs> you look at, you know, the 31, 32, like, you know, that person – they're really not that. I mean, he can be that. And I really thought that his biggest thing was he really needed to mature. And I thought playing with Aaron Rodgers, like he would learn some things just from a future Hall of Famer. And then eventually down the road that he'd understand that, oh, yeah, like my shot is fleeting. So I got to do it now. And he'd pull it all together. But now I'm not, you know, really going to look after him because people are going to ask for more than I want to spend. And. I still don't think he's mature enough to actually handle like being the QB one on a professional football team right now. And I don't know, but looking at him like Monday, was it Monday night? Yes. No, yeah. Sunday, Monday. Yeah. Whatever that game was. No, Sunday. Yeah. No, Monday. no, it was Monday. Night. Yeah, it was I Monday said yes, but you made me double guess myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but watching him when he goes out there and play, like, I don't know if it was just him not expecting to play. And then he gets thrown into that game, and then he was like a little high, strong, or whatnot, or Buffalo being well. But I think that he might be serviceable. I don't think that he is going to light the world on fire. But, no, I'm not going to give up a second for him. Maybe a third, maybe a fourth. I, I, no, actually, I'm not trying to buy him at all right now. I, I doubt he even finishes the year anyway. So they'll bring in somebody, a vet, and Carson will probably Williams. end up Carson, Carson Wentz. Wentz yeah. uh, Nick Matt Foles, Ryan. Nick Foles Still, is out there. That man wins championships. Colt Did you McCoy. See Matt Ryan? <laughs> yeah, Matt Ryan's still out there. Yes. Wow. Did you see Matt Ryan last time we played football? Yeah. It wasn't good, but you're it's... taking Matt Ryan over Zach Wilson. I don't know. I was just thinking of names. I didn't say I'd want him. <laughs> I don't want him to be for see, San Francisco. Let's I can see the Jets Rivers. starting him over Zach Wilson. Sure. Okay. Once I mean, Zach Wilson throws about, you know, 10 interceptions over the next six weeks or whatever. Like, how many more kids does Philip Rivers need before he needs to have a job again? Uh, that's a good question. Yeah, Joe says Tom Brady in the chat. That, that's not happening. That would be a beautiful <laughs> level of irony, especially the season where he got inducted into the Patriots' ring of fame yeah. or whatever they call it over there. In their division, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I would love – oh, man, that would make me a certain level of happy. Having nothing to do with dislike of Patriots whatsoever, just like the uh, just the situation would just be. Yeah. Mm. All right. Is there any news that either of you can think of that we need to talk about before we move on? Did anything else happen? Like I'm sitting here, like half listening to you guys, half scrolling Twitter to try and see if we missed anything, and I don't see anything. So now I'm going to put you to work, Chris. What do you want to do? You want to do trade addicts trades or listener questions first? Um, let's go with trades. All right. Trade Addicts Leagues are 12 team super flex PPR tight end premium with 1.75 points for tight end reception and 0.05 points for return yardage, except for TA1 forever. And oh man, so at like two, three o'clock, I'm putting this show sheet together and I was just like, hey guys, we have one trade and it's not great. <laughs> so we rallied, we rallied. So we have four trades, but this one happened. And I've, I've been, oh man, I've been, I have two from Trade Addicts one that I'm still like 
trying to get done before this show ends. But this is this this happened. And before you guys answer, I'm going to tell you the offer I got. Did you get an offer from Jim Rocky, by the way? You probably don't have any young wide receivers or picks, so we probably didn't send one to you. I don't think so, no. So Derek Carr, this is this is this is a there's a deal to this. A lot of players. Derek Carr, Traylon Burks, Gabe Davis, Drake London, and Greg Dulcich. Let, let me say all of that again. Derek Carr, Traylon Burks, Gabe Davis, Drake London, and Greg Dulcich. I got these this group of players sent to me, and he was asking for Jalen Waddle and Garrett Wilson. Wait, like I, both of them together or in separate together. offers? No, both. <laughs> he did this to me at a different trade, I think also with Andrew last time, that he ended up pulling off that he got one for – oh, it wasn't. It was he got one first from someone – but when he sent it to me, it was for Waddle and Wilson. I was just like. <laughs> so Derek Carr, Traylon Burks, Gabe Davis, Drake London, and Greg Dulcich for two 24 firsts and a 24 second is what the trade ended up being. Now, one of those firsts is from a team. Hold on. Let me pull this up. That is rebuilding. This does have a chance of being a top three pick. I want to see if I can bolster up this team and not sacrifice mine just because I'm that kind of jerk. But like, okay, so let's say it's an early and a mid, you know, just to, you know, try and make it seem, even though, again, it's the beginning of the season. Who the heck knows how this is going to go? So two 24 firsts and a second for Derek Carr, Traylon Burks, Gabe Davis, Drake London, and Greg Dulcich. Did I say this enough time for it to sink into anyone's brain? What do you guys think about this? You... I'm always like waiting for the guests to go first, so I'll let you go first. Okay. <laughs> I'm still trying to digest the Derek Carr, Trey Lombard, <laughs> Drake London, and Greg Dolch. Did I get that? Yes. You got it. Perfect. In order. So it's digested. You get it out before it goes all the way out. Um, for me, um, yeah, I think I'd you know, like keep the picks. I, I – mm. I really don't know what to say. I mean, that's just so I feel like they took a lot of players who once had hype and packaged them all together and just hoping that somebody's going to bite on that. Um, So Derek Carr is Derek Carr, even if he's in New Orleans versus Las Vegas, he's still doing the same things. Um, Traylon Burks, he's the number two on a run first offense and the quarterback like. Tannehill, he's looking like he is cooked, so he's not really, you know, giving me the warm and fuzzies. Gabe Davis, he's kind of like the new age uh, Wayne Corbett. He's a new flashlight. (laughs) You know, when he shines bright, he's going to shine, but more than likely they don't even turn him on. Um, Drake London, a lot of people are surprised that um, he is a first-round pick to a team that doesn't like using their first-round picks. You know, so you spend top 10 picks on a running back, a tight end, and a, a wide receiver, and you don't use them. So I'm Tyler like, Algier, baby. Yeah, all day. <laughs> and then Greg Dulcich, I mean, um, did he lose the job to Adam Troutman? I'm like, I really don't know. So for me, I feel like it's a package of stuff, too. The names, they have recognition, and I think that uh, somebody somewhere might bite on it. But for me, I just feel like that's a lot of uh, – I, I don't even want to say sizzle, but um, it doesn't really interest me. 
I he's he's kind of selling me there. Um, I was like leaning towards the players, but I, he's making a good point. Like I've never been Drake London is the like the key to this whole thing to me. Yep. Um, but I've never been a huge Drake London guy since he was drafted, and watching these last. Uh, what well, I guess uh, eighteen games, eighteen regular season games, a season and, and an extra game, and seeing how Arthur Smith runs his team, Drake London terrifies me basically. Yeah. Um, and like I said, he's the most worthwhile piece in this deal. I, I've I've also kind of I was higher on Burks coming out, but I've kind of. Uh, kind of lowered on him a little bit too, just given the whole situation there. Uh, and the fact that you said one of them's early too is is making me lean now towards the. I mean, I think it's close because you're getting so many players, and there is youth in there. And London, you know, eventually you would hope transcends the situation. Uh, but who knows if that's? I don't think that's going to be this year. And Dulcich is a good young talent. Burks is young. So, I mean, it's a lot, you're getting a lot of youth back, but it's, it's a lot of scary. <laughs> yeah. See, Very like scary. that's really what it comes down to. Drake London is the only part of this I really understand because like you said, you're getting a lot of youth, but then you're getting Derek Carr. You're not getting a lot of points out of this group. No. And you're not getting a lot of players whose value can go up a lot. And you may have just given up Caleb Williams. Oh, not what? What's May? Drake May? Drake May? Yeah. I Marvin keep going Harrison to Marvin Junior. May. Marvin Harris Junior. Oh. Like, like you gave up these guys. Like, that's what you just gave up for this. I think I take that pick over the rest of this over that side. Yeah. Like, I still like Drake London. I am going to. I will hold on to things I believe for way longer than I should, because it'll make me happy if it ever goes the right way. But the Ritter to London connection looked good at the end of last season. And it's not like Bijan was taking away from it because they barely gave the ball to Bijan. So like, I'm hoping that comes back. I'm hoping that's again, that it was a week one weirdness with zero targets for Drake London. And I think Pitts only had two. So like, I'm hoping something changes not enough is going to change for this to ever seem worthwhile to me. Yeah, I don't think so. And I yeah. honestly don't think anything is going to change just because of who Arthur Smith is. Yeah, Especially like, if they know. keep winning, too. Yeah, that's the biggest problem <laughs> in Atlanta. They're going to be good enough. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, they're not going to be like a like a, a 11 or 12 win team, but they're going to win probably just enough to take that crappy NFC South so they yeah. can win the division. They're not firing – Arthur Smith or anytime soon after winning the division. So yeah, exactly. And it's and they're not getting a better quarterback after winning the division they, or not significantly better. Like the only thing that's gonna happen is like if the the Cardinals pull off what they want to pull off and shelve Kyler, Kyler, get Caleb, and then they're willing to trade uh Kyler. And let's face it, the Falcons don't care about their first round picks anyway, so give them up for Kyler. Least, right? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay, so trade addicts nine. Okay, so I'm rebuilding. I need to stress, I can't stress this enough that I am still rebuilding in this league because I traded away Calvin Ridley and it hurts my soul. I 
want to sing from the hills, the hilltops, like climb the stream from the mountaintops. All of these horrible cliches, which I found out recently that the word cliche is an onomatopoeia, which is the coolest thing ever. This cliche is a word or phrase that's used a lot or used often. And apparently in like old printing press days, they would make plates for words that were used commonly and they would make a sound <laughs> and that, that evolved into cliche. And that's your random lesson for the day. I there love you TikTok. You learn the dumbest crap. <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. Um, so, so I was rebuilding and I, I sent this offer no less because I got an offer for Calvin Ridley and it was not good for my team. So he's like, look, I, I want another, I want a stud wide receiver. I'm like, okay, first of all, you called him a stud. So I'm going to lean into this and say, okay, you deserve <laughs> Calvin Ridley. And, and I offered a first and a second. Like that seemed on point. That seemed like Russ not letting his heart send the offer. It felt like what an offer for Calvin Ridley should be. And he accepted it very quickly, which means I should have asked for two firsts. But I, I don't need the points. I had... Two, I think, two zeros in my lineup, and there were still four teams that scored less than me. <laughs> so I need to tank better. <laughs> and now Calvin Ridley's off my team. Um, so, so Calvin Ridley for a first and second, for all intents and purposes, it seemed like the middle of the picks he had. So I'm just going to say mid first and a second for Calvin Ridley. I, I, I'm probably just going to cover my ears at this point because it doesn't. I don't know. It, I'm so sad. Like I, I miss him already. I'm going to go trade for him somewhere else. <laughs> I, I think that's super fair. Uh, right? Like, yeah, especially coming off your team. Yeah. Well, I don't think, I don't think he was, I don't think he was going to give you two first, Russ. Oh, he wasn't, but it doesn't mean I wouldn't have. <laughs> and I'm just thinking too, looking at, I mean, like I said, I think it's fair. And this is, this is like, uh, like exactly what you were hoping for. If you acquired Calvin Ridley a year yeah. ago is, is you get him for like a second or less in some instances after the suspension and all that. And it, it's, it's like all worked out to perfection for, for Russ and all the people that acquired Calvin Ridley, just because they were hoping just, for the I need, bomb. I, I need to just like, look, that's still there. My Calvin <laughs> Ridley jersey still. And the second pristine auction starts getting some Jaguars jerseys out there. Oh, it's going to be too expensive now that he's doing well, but I'm going to get one anyway and hang it right next to it. I'm getting, like, I still, I, I love you, Calvin. I'm sorry. Don't take this personally. I, but, but yeah, I normally we kind of pick a side. I don't really want to pick a side. I think it's fair. And it's exactly <clears> what you said. You're trying to lose points. He's he's trying to win. It's a it's a perfectly it's like a perfect trade. And I still can't get anyone to take AJ Brown off my team. I'll have to I'll have to look. You don't have anybody younger any picks, Rocky. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I actually I, th- I think I may uh may have Waddle, but I'll keep Waddle. Oh no, I All traded right. him away too. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> all right what do you think chris like you guys i think it's a very fair trade also um i like ridley and he really showed like he showed out like against the colts last week um and so if the whoever you trade him to if he's in a win now mood like i like it um you're rebuilding i like that also but to make you feel better about trading him away like he is playing in his age 29 season he's Don't, approaching matter to me yeah, that's not going to do anything for me. It's not right? going to do anything for you. Okay. Um, and he's also like uh, outside of the suspension, like he misses games every year. Also, Does that make you feel better? Yeah, no, 
No. I don't think there's anything rash. Okay. Like if you go to dynastytradecalculator.com and you type in Calvin Ridley's name, it still said out it says outhouse's man's on it. Like uh, like that's okay. still there. Like I, I never updated that to T. Higgins. I still left that as Calvin Ridley. Like I understand. Well, I'll tell you what, I appreciate that you used your mind instead of your heart and traded them away because I think it's gonna help you better in the yeah. long run. But, I mean, and it's also because I have like six other leagues where I have him in. Like, don't get me wrong, rebuilding or not, if this was like one of three shares, I'd be holding on to that for dear life. Uh, but I was just going to say, I do think the age point is a good one. And if I was going to have to pick a side gun to my head, I probably would say the picks because of that. I, I think you can make the argument if you should be able to get him for a mid first, but that's especially given he's had one really nice game after not playing for two years yeah it's not like he's not like he's proven that's you know. also two years of not having that physical abuse on his body so maybe he lasts longer past <laughs> 30 plus elite players play to elite ages and if i believe calvin ridley is elite and doesn't depend on his speed to win he can be playing into his mid-30s i'm trying to pump up the fact that you got the picks for us and you're yeah. trying to argue against me <laughs> Have I ever been nice to myself? I mean, why start now? True. All right, so let's 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 move on because I guess I could only take so much. Trade Addicts ten. This, this was cool. done before the season, correct? Like before, I think this was done. Yeah, this was. Sunday. Yeah, this was done before Sunday. Yes. Alexander Madison for Jimmy Garoppolo. Like it's funny. I remember looking at this and being like, "Yeah," and then Sunday happened, and I'm like, "Yeah," like. <laughs> Like this is straight up. They are who we thought they were. They did exactly what they were supposed to do. They this was the one mediocre trade that we had before. Yeah, this was the one it. trade. We're just like, <laughs> all right, <laughs> please more. You know, like, and like I remember seeing this trade go through, and I'm just like, okay, cool. Yeah, that, that's a trade that happens. Yeah, I mean, I, like you said, they are who we thought they are. I mean, so I mean, I, I think it's pretty fair. Like, if I had to pick a side, I'm probably going to take the Jimmy G side. Um, it's just because I don't have the warm and fuzzies about Madison. Um, I know that when he did fill in for Dalvin Cook, that he mean he had some good games, but I just don't expect him to carry that for a full season. Um, they've worked out so many vets in the offseason that it just makes you feel like they really don't trust him either. Um, and also, he's turning age 26 now. For me, that age 26 for a running back is when I am trying to ship them away oh, yeah. because I'd rather get the production years versus the years when they start falling off. Um and plus, so the new regime came in. He's not their guy, and they brought another running back since they've been there. So I just don't really feel that he has a stronghold on it. Um, Jimmy, like you said, he is who we thought he is. He's a game manager. He's probably never going to win a league. But I honestly can't argue <laughs> against either side, really. Like, Yeah, I, and what you said is absolutely it. When it comes down to it and a trade is fair in a super flex league, you lean quarterback. But, like – I, I, I do think Madison's going to be more than fine this season. Like he's going to like almost by default, probably finish top 15 just because, uh, you know, assuming not, not, you know, you can't predict injury. So like assuming he stays healthy, I don't think they bring in someone that's going to take a large amount of the workload away, even if they do bring in someone else, but, and Jimmy Garoppolo just isn't going to give you any ceiling, but he'll play. <laughs> and he'll, it, he has good enough pass catchers that he'll score points. Jacoby Myers. Come on. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's what this was. I I I've all pretty much the entire um, non point scoring season have had zero or one quarterbacks in this league, but the rest of my team is good enough to contend. 
I, I picked up Kirk Cousins over the summer, so that got me to one. And I wanted a second quarterback. And there's been two guys um, in this league, in, in TA10, uh, that have four quarterbacks and have had them all, all offseason. And uh, one of them specifically told me I had to overpay because I because of my quarterback situation, which he, you know, I, I thought he listened to the pod, but he must not because I was never going to do that. Uh, and I, I just, uh, I always figure someone will eventually, you know, even, I, mean, I don't really like to go for the Jimmy Garoppolo's, but I wanted a second starter and I, I knew I could get somebody at least in this range at, at some point uh, before the season or early in the season. And that's basically what it was. He actually offered me, he sent it first, uh, Madison and Hollywood for Jimmy Garoppolo and Kendra Miller, which no, uh, even with uh, Hollywood having a crappy quarterback situation this year. So I counted just doing the quarterback for the running back and he, yeah. he took it. So, yeah. All right. Last trade we have is a very, okay. Trade as well. Baker Mayfield, Hunter Henry, and a 24 third. This is absolutely all right. These guys scored. So I need to get them off my team um, for a 24 and 25 second. I, I get it. Baker looks good. Sort of like you can't look that bad with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin catching the ball. And I had to start Trey Palmer in a league and Hey, <laughs> um, so like, yeah, Baker looked fine, but still you're not going to get a first for him. So getting a 24 second for Baker, fine. And then a 25 second for Hunter Henry and a 24 third. Fine. Like I saw this and I'm just like, good for you t- taking the opportunity after these two guys scored some points and getting picks for them. Like that's, that's cool. Yes. Too many fair trades on the sheet. Right. <laughs> Since when, like, like I, these are trade addicts leagues, not good trader leagues. Like what, like, what is happening? I, I think I'd rather have the picks just cause those guys are just, like you said, they scored points this week and well, Baker's going to start the rest of the year, but you know, it's yeah. It's, like, I don't. It's a see. The thing is, like, I I do believe in Hunter Henry a little bit. He's always been good. And don't forget, two years ago, that dude caught like seventeen touchdowns. And then I will absolutely write off last year for the Patriots because they didn't have an offensive coordinator. I mean, like, so. And again, now they got a good are, one. Are the and, Patriots going to throw for seventeen touchdowns? Yes. <laughs> And this is as a Dolphin fan, resident Patriot hater. Like, I think the Patriots are going to be better than a lot of people think. Um, but, like, for this trade, like, it, it is a fair one. But to be devil's advocate, I'm going to tell you why the players are a good, you know. Um, there's a potential, like, for those two to really go off. Like, Baker, like, he has a job. And the Bucks offense, um, I think, is the best offense that Baker's ever played with. Um, you know, he's got, like you said, Evans and Godwin, and then Palmer did his thing. Um, Rashad White might be a serviceable running back. That division is very winnable. So it's not like he's going to have to be in a bunch of shootouts or anything to do a whole lot to actually, you know, like have some type of production. And I think Hunter Henry, like he's a player along with Mike Gusecki that I've been very intrigued with going into the season because, as you mentioned, the new offensive coordinator, well, the old new offensive coordinator, he's back, Bill O'Brien. And Bill O'Brien was there before, and he had two dynamic tight ends. I mean, they did some stuff with him. No, granted, Hunter Henry and Mike Gusecki aren't those guys. But, <laughs> I mean, it could be. And let me ask you this, because I don't know if anybody's really thought about this. Could Baker Mayfield be the 2024 Geno Smith? 
Like nobody's expecting anything from this team. Nobody's expecting Baker to do anything. Same thing with Jim uh, Gino last year. Nobody thought he would do anything in Seattle. Thought they were going to be going for the number one trash. Pick. Yeah, and with that trash division, um, like he really could actually come out on top and actually revive his career a little bit. And he actually won there. game one too. Yeah, yeah. You know, so they could make a playoff run. And um, and then with those picks, you know, so one of the the seconds is deferred like two years away from now. You know, so you can actually get production and recoup that back before you actually have to pay that bill, to be honest with you. So, I mean, the players could work if you guys want to look at it from that side, but I take the picks also, but I'm just. I like that though. I like, thank you. Because if it were just Rocky and me, this show, we'd just be like, that's fine. Let's move on. So I I love (laughs) the fact that you are able to, and and you're absolutely right. Do I think Baker's going to finish as a top 10 quarterback this season? No, but you're absolutely right. He can have a much better season than we came into the season thinking. You didn't think Geno Smith was going to finish as a top 10 quarterback what? after game one last year either. That's true. I'm, I, it happened <laughs> last year, and I still don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I'm right there with you. No, like that That didn't really – like we all – that was like mass hysteria or something. Like that didn't really happen. Yeah. But that is all the trades. Let's move on to our listener questions. Um, at Buford9442. What is a popular belief or opinion in the dynasty community or in your specific leagues that you tend to disagree with? And how do you use that to gain an edge over your league mates? Do I have to answer this question? I mean, you can, <laughs> like if there's, if there's someone who's never listened to our show before, and this is their first time, you should let them know that, you know, expensive quarterbacks don't usually matter. And age is, you know, not that big of a deal. And, you don't like accepting my trade offers and you're just overall not nice to me. (laughs) Really, really bad offers because usually I don't recognize, I don't even pay attention to what I'm clicking. It's really funny because it does. I don't know if it's because I send Rocky more offers than I send other people because it's fun to talk about trades we've done on the show. Or like if it's just, I see Rocky's name and I'm just like, let me send him something really bad. And then like, he'll reject it. And I'll just be like, what was I thinking when I did this? Like, (laughs) I must have thought it was okay to send and it's not. (laughs) But yeah, you pretty much said it for me. It's just the whole, obviously the whole quarterback thing. I've been talking about it for years. I don't like to pay up for elite quarterbacks. I like trying to get undervalued quarterbacks. I've also said though a million times, it doesn't have to mean like, QB 20s. I, I, I have a, a bunch of Jalen Hurts still on my rosters because he was undervalued prior to last year. So I just try and get guys uh, cheaper and uh, I feel like it gives you an edge. You can spend up elsewhere, uh, get, get better receivers, get an elite tight end. And uh, you can win with, uh, you know, the, the Staffords and the Brady's and the, and the, the Drew Breeses when he was still around. So yeah. That, that's my thing, in case anybody, like Russ said, has not heard me ever before. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Chris? Well, the way you feel about quarterbacks is the way I feel about running backs. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> I don't believe that whole, like, that they're king and you have to have a stable full of studs in order to win. Um, and really, the last couple of years, I've become pretty much running back adverse. I like to say I'm adopting, adopting the NFL's philosophy, where you just draft a running back. You use them for their rookie uh, contract, and then you just get rid of them and somebody else pay for the problem. Um, <clears throat> so I'm not necessarily waiting to the end of their rookie deals or whatever. Like um, if I'm looking at in Dynasty in a three-year window, um, I'm trying to draft as many running backs as I can during the rookie draft. And because it's such a volatile position, 
it's a very short shelf life. Like the average life span of a running back is three to five years, like for starters. Like if you're a elite top tier all pro or a hall of famer, like seven years with a running back. So you're really not in the league for that long. And I'm not trying to get you on the back end when the decline starts because you never know when it's going to happen for a running back. So in that three-year window, I'm drafting you. I'm going to use you, like, and then I'm going to get rid of you for somebody who's still willing to overpay and I can actually acquire more assets and fulfill my team. So, yeah, kind of how you feel about the uh, quarterbacks. That's me with running backs. I mean, I'm right with you with running backs, but, like, like as a – greater sense of the whole like I don't think there's anything I'm that anti well unless it's a two two tight end league in which case just no (laughs) oh man I went on that entire rant before we started this with Chris it's just like Uh. there's like I I don't think there's anything I'm into that that's that's that spicy of a take like I don't like I, I feel like fragile RB has been such a thing for so long and while, yeah, running backs get their resurgences, I don't think it's ever what running backs have ever been. Like, we've never gotten back to the first four out of the first seven. Yeah, we're up at, like, the top five, yeah. So, like, I don't think it's ever gotten back to that point. So, like, it's still there. So, like, other than that, like, short of – I know I talk to a lot of people in the non-point scoring season who still can't wrap their head around not worrying about their starting lineup. And again, that has a lot to do with the activity in your league. If you if you're in very active leagues, don't worry like don't worry about your lineups at all. Like there's no reason to. Just take the trades that get you the value, and then you figure it out as you go along. I've absolutely, I mean, like blind luck again for this first you know week. That who knows what it's gonna be like going forward. I traded away Tua in a league, and then needed a quarterback, and traded for Mac Jones for cheap right before the season started. And again, it worked out for one week. Who knows what it is going forward? But like, if your league is active enough, you can figure it out. And that's, you know, enough for you. Like, that's why you build value. Now, of course, the trades need to be worthwhile and you need to be able to be in a league where you can keep rolling those trades. But you know, if you're not, then don't take that advice. But like that, that's really like the closest thing I think I have where I find I butt heads with a bunch of people. And it's not, I don't. Again, like maybe that that is also one of those like, but it's fantasy football. I need to have a lineup. Well, just you, you, like again, like I don't feel like that's very contrarian. That's the word I've been trying to think of. I've been rambling forever to try and think of the word contrarian, and there it is. But that that's I guess my answer to that. And honestly, even if you don't have a lineup at the start of the season, sometimes you can look into one. You know, I noticed today how much Kyron Williams I have on my team. <laughs> I did not think Kyron Williams was going to matter for me at all anywhere. And I have like seven Kyron Williams shares. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. <laughs> I can I can move him or use him for points uh, possibly. You know, it, it, at worst, it seems like he's going to be in a timeshare. At best, he could be the lead back there this year. And him and the second he was drafted, we're like, hey, receiving back that they've always wanted. Um, and also for a very, very specific reason, I asked people what's their favorite candy and their favorite 90, late 90s, early 2000s dance, um, which we'll get to. Um, but Buford said favorite candy is Reese's Fast Breaks. I love the spe- specificity. Like it's that's not just like Reese's Cups because that's the A, the correct answer. And B, 
like just usually the easy one. She said Reese's Cups. No, Reese's Fast Breaks, which I never got into because they're not Reese's Cups. <laughs> oh, I love Fast Break, bro. I get them all the time. They're, they're good. Delicious. But like I'm eating Reese's Peanut Butter. Just give me a cup. <laughs> like that's. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love me Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. But... And his favorite dance is the cha-cha slide. And I love this. I love that you can tell, like, especially a person's age and melanin levels by their answer to this. The cha-cha slide, because it tells you what to do. <laughs> and, and especially the cha-cha slide, it's easy stuff. Like, the, the, the hardest part is when he tells you to cha-cha and you actually have to move your hips. It's just like, okay, let's, let's don't, don't pull anything. Don't pull anything. Um, but okay, so let's let's move on to Chris. In case anyone watching, listening, or whatever was not around for SFB season, why why did I ask this question? <clears throat> These questions because uh, one of the fantasy cares contests to get into like uh, the races to earn a, your spot into Scott Fish uh, Bowl thirteen. Um, one of the divisions was the Tootsie Roll division, and at that time there was nobody who had signed up for it, so we were trying to drum up some interest. So the question was, um, do the I mean, like the challenge was to do the Tootsie Roll, um, and I saw this as my opportunity to shine because I like to entertain from time to time. So I can't dance, um, but anyhow, I was like, all right, so I'm going to do this, and I remember like I thought about it at work. And I stopped at the gas station on my way home, and I got some Tootsie Pops because they didn't have any Tootsie Rolls. So I was a little disappointed about that. And I decided to, you know, to make this video. So I was playing um, the Tootsie Roll song in the background, had uh, the Fantasy Cares, like the races going. And I did the Tootsie Roll. And to my surprise, I guess a lot of people were amused by it. I enjoyed it. And um, because of that, I got a spot into automatic qualifier into the Scott Fish Bowl. And it was great. It, it absolutely was. And and yes, like, because you were the first, like, we were asking for such silly stuff after a while. And like, you were the first person that embodied the, I'm just going to go for it. I, I, I don't, I don't care what these people think. I'm going to be, I'm going to have fun. And that's what we wanted. And just bam, it was chef's kiss. But <laughs> actually, let's answer the actual question. What, what is your favorite candy? Okay, so it's a two, t- for me, if I'm looking for a candy bar, I like mm-hmm. It's called the whatchamacallit. I don't know if you guys. Oh, yeah. So I like that because of the nougat. And that's only if I want a candy bar, right? But if it's just like uh, candy, like, of course, like you said, Reese's Cup is the correct answer if I want a tasty circle. Yep. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> here, man. I now like Tootsie Rolls, and that's because of fantasy characters. <laughs> so, um, yeah, my wife, she saw, like, uh, my candy dish out there. She's like, you got a lot of Tootsie Rolls. And I was like, they're making a comeback. And... <laughs> You just acquired the taste after a while. It's yeah. just it's got so into your head that that equals a good thing. That's just like they taste good. <laughs> yeah, it tastes so much better now. They actually and, do uh, happen to be my wife's favorite candy, but it's great. I don't like. I mean, I, I do enjoy them. I do. And like I was eating one the other day, I was like, man, Tootsie Roll is a lot better than I remember. But it gets stuck in my teeth sometimes. Yes, it's hard to chew. But my favorite dance from the late '90s, early 2000s is not the Tootsie Roll, contrary to popular belief. It's actually the Running Man. Nope. And it's it's because like the name is just perfect, and like I say, I like to entertain. So when Big Boy gets moving, it's entertaining. <laughs> let, let me tell you why I will never even try to do the Running Man. If you if you're young or whatever, go watch 
the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, you know, the Will Smith version, he does it literally perfectly. And it's just like, why am I going to bother trying? It's like, why am I going to try to moonwalk? Why? You know, Michael Jackson had that covered. Like, nothing's, nothing's ever going to be close to that. Will Smith does the running man so well, I'm confused how he's not moving. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty good. He is good. Yeah. What about you, Rock? What is your actual favorite candy? It actually probably is Reese's Cups. <laughs> um, but anything Reese's, like I said, I love fast break bars. I think they are underrated. That was a great answer by whoever said it. Um, in terms of uh if i was i was just trying to think like we i also really like um the milky ways that are just caramel i don't know if you've ever had those i forget what it's called no. it's like purely caramel or something it doesn't I mean, have I like the, caramel so i'm sure i'd like that yeah i think it, it doesn't really have the the nougaty stuff inside or whatever and i guess in terms of fruity ones somebody also re- answered this in a later question but I'm, i love swedish fish I'm going speaking for of getting candy. stuck in your teeth Oof. Yeah, but they yeah. are delicious. I don't have a dance, though. I am not a dancer, so. Uh, okay, so candy, like I'll always say the two candies I actually enjoy, because I don't really like candy, but like Reese's Peanut Butter Cups and Twizzlers. For the first time in my life, I tried Red Vines like two months ago. They're gross. Like, I always assumed they'd be similar. They are very different. Or I just got a bad batch or something. Not a fan of red vines, but Twizzlers are just, I love Twizzlers. I feel like a lot of people like red vines more, but I don't. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't, know. I don't think they're gross, but I don't think they're as good as Twizzlers. I've never had red vines. Yeah, I, it's fun. Like, I found, again, like, see, I found them in the dollar store, which leads me to believe, like, they might be six years old. Yeah, you know? maybe. So, so maybe. Um, and again, for it's it's really funny, for, you know, for dances, like, I start, like, thinking, like, like, I have to go far back to, like, the electric slide or something. Like, that's the last like real dance. Like, I mean, if we want to throw, like, can we do those old like white man dances where it's like the lawnmower where you like to pretend you're mowing the lawn, do the shopping cart where you're taking stuff off the shelves, dig in a ditch. Like I I got those down. Wasn't there another one from the night? Cotton Eye Joe. Isn't that like the Cotton Eye Joe dance? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. My kids learned that at camp last year. So I try and shove that out of my memory. (laughs) So my wife, she has an alter ego when she's had like a few too many libations. Nope. We're all there. <laughs> so, so Melissa is her name, but when she goes, uh, like you can actually physically see when she transfers to the other <laughs> side and her alter ego is Melanie. Love it. So, when Melanie arrives at the party, she likes to put on Cotton Eye Joe and do the <laughs> Cotton Eye Joe dance in the middle of the party and everybody's egging her on mm. and she's, just <laughs> it's yeah so yeah she does it and it's a uh, it's kind of uh, embarrassing is not the word but <laughs> it's glorious it's glorious glorious it's glorious you know i i don't really read the questions before we put them on here because i think it's just more fun to just see them as they come but i i did don't think i saw the words gundam style anywhere in here and like no that was a big deal Let's let's find out though. Uh, let's move on. Ascending descent because I'm not going to say his real Twitter handle because it's half a word with a number. Um, oh well, market price check. What are you paying for J.K. and Zach Wilson? We talked about that. Is it finally Allen Robinson season again? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. No, it's not. But it was great. Week one was great. Like this is 
he's going to be the new Sammy Watkins, I think is what it is. Like, <laughs> he'll come out week one. And like fact that I loved Sammy Watkins, hashtag team Clemson, big wide receiver. And Penn State pass catchers, I love them too. Like, no, it's not. Like that, the Steelers won't do that too often, I hope. Like the Niners are really, really, really good. And the Steelers just were not having a good game to start with. And then they were playing the 49ers. So I think that offense gets more normal. Uh, you know, next week. Well, Deontay could be out for like a month. Oh, is it that long? I didn't realize it was that bad. Well, they, they haven't said anything yet, but he looked pretty in pain. If you saw when it I, happened. I did not. Okay. So it was, it was a hamstring, but yeah, we might it, get a couple of weeks of Allen Robinson. Yeah. Like it's Allen Robinson quarter season. Quarter season. There you go. <laughs> and that would still make me happy. I would still take it in a heartbeat. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, so any gummy bears with THC? Um, <laughs> the Humpty Dance. I was so happy to see the Humpty Dance a couple of times because that's the first thing that top popped in my head. The Humpty Dance I do love is your dance. chance to do the Humpty Dance. <laughs> um, at Bueno Fantasy, can you guys try and justify the dynasty love for DeAndre Swift? Not anymore. Um, Coaches have shown us time and again that they are not high on Swift yet, and the dynasty community acts like that doesn't matter. Take lock is a hard thing to overcome. Yes, it is. Lemonheads for the... Oh, Lemonheads? Yeah, I'm not a Lemonheads guy. I, I, I know some people have that thing. Like, I've watched a man eat a lemon like it was an orange. Like, ugh. Um, ugh. Um, so here's the thing. I liked, I've always liked DeAndre Swift. I always believed in the upside of DeAndre Swift. And when he was healthy, he always did well enough. And it was at the point where you, you knew he couldn't be an every down back because his body could not handle it. And, but his price was still up there. And then it was like this year where his price started to fall enough where it was just like, okay, he can be a one B and this price is good for that. And then he got what one touch from the Eagles, like yeah, I think one touch and one target or something like that. Yeah. Uh, like that's that's rough. Like if next week comes and it's the same thing, I guess I'm I, I'm probably just done at that. Like I'm not gonna go throwing seconds to see if I can get swift because no one's gonna no one's well, sending they, for a third. This week could be deceiving too. They're playing Thursday night and Gainwell's banged up, didn't practice today. So we could see more swift. And then it could be a mirage when Gainwell sells. There you go. So I, wait a week before you try and sell. Yeah, sell them after the Vikings game. <laughs> if he plays like, well. see, like, like the, the way I will justify it was it was a weird time in running backs where we didn't have anyone else. You know, McCaffrey and Barkley were hurt, plus they were quote-unquote aging at the time. And, and Javante came in with all of that hype and looked good and then got hurt. Like, there was no one else. Like, Swift just had to hang around because we had no one else to put up there. Also, he is very talented, I think. Yes, he's he's good. And the Lions were not the right place for him. They want, like, look what they did with Jameer Gibbs. Like, I get it. He's a rookie running back. Maybe you don't, maybe you try and ease him into the league. But, like, I won't be shocked if they don't give Gibbs near what anyone wants them to give him, which was my reservation on him landing there in the first place. Like, if anything, they showed what they want out of their receiving back, and it's not that much. <laughs> like, and and oh man, I like I again. My, one of my biggest faults is that I find myself funny. Like I tweeted out during that game, whoever's holding the controller loves hitting that spin button, spin move button, whenever 
Jameer Gibbs is holding the ball. <laughs> he did like three in one play. It worked every single time, but he just kept doing it. Uh, like So th- I think that's really was the reason for it. It was because you try not to weigh situation too much. So like you have this player that has a lot of talent because A, you hope talent shot just shows out, mm-hmm. which running back it doesn't always. But like players move on, situations change. And, and then it changed and it didn't go good. So like I, I got it up until now, but like, I I'm ready to be like, all right, sorry, fellas. Like, it's funny. I asked in the, in our group chat, what was the, the section we used to do when we talked about how wrong we were make amends. Right. Yeah. He was one of the reasons I was asking because it's a big old <laughs> my bad on all, like I was all in on Deandre Swift and I Me was too. very wrong. <laughs> Yeah, my dynasty love for Swift it died when I saw like that then uh, running back coach Deuce Staley like so frustrated because Swift refuses to run the play as designed. He's always trying to bounce it outside like he's still in high school and beating everybody to the edge. And you know, like even when he was successful, like I, I just remember him getting chewed out because he scored a touchdown on the play, but he bounced it out when he didn't have to. He just did not follow like the design of the play didn't follow his blocks, anything. And he got chewed out for it. And I was like, yeah, he's, he's just not it. And I could just see him falling out of favor. And then when he went to Philly, I'm like, Philly's not the best place for him anyway, because I mean, Jalen hurts is their most talented runner that they're going to be, you know, be leaning on the most. And, and then seeing what happened Sunday, I really, really don't think that he's going to bounce back from it. Now I don't think he's just going to get like one touch, like, you know, he's going to be part of that committee, but I don't think he's going to be anywhere near with a lot of people thought he was going to be when he got to see a different team. So, yeah, I agree. It is time to leave. And that take lock, I mean, it is pretty strong. You know, so when you see his profile coming out of college, you're like, he has to be good because look at his profile. Look what he did at Georgia. And I think it's time to let him go. Yeah. I think that last point, though, was a good point that, that what we saw this week, though, is not what I think we should necessarily expect going forward. It's not a good sign, but Kenny Gainwell is not going to get like is not going to be like lead back, like sole lead back for the rest of the year with the, a tiny bit of Boston Scott and DeAndre Swift mixing. It's just not going to happen. So I think we're going to see some DeAndre Swift. It's going to get everybody hype, hopeful again because we're going to see a DeAndre Swift game where he breaks off a 50-yarder, catches six passes, and mm-hmm. then we're all going to think it's happening. And yeah. then he's going to get like, you know, four for 25 and an ankle sprain the next week or something. Right. And, it was against, <laughs> and it was against the Patriots. So Bill Belichick had five months to prepare for this game. So you know he's absolutely going to take something away from whatever team he has that long to scheme against. So, yeah, you're right. At some point in time, he, you're going to get that game. You're like, it's happening. And then, you know, people are going to jump back in. That's the time that you need to, like, get everything you can and just like get out of the Could game. be the Vikings game. <laughs> yeah. Here we come Thursday. Like, here's your time. Every Boston Scott carry was another stomp on my soul. <laughs> really? Boston Scott? Like, they love Boston Scott. It's because he looks so cute with those little legs. Like exactly, like Darren Sproles wouldn't come out of retirement. Fine, Boston Scott, let's go. And, and twice a year, he's going to be great. Yep, always when he plays the Giants. <laughs> At our cop seventeen, favorite running backs to buy and play in that second, third rookie pick range. Yes, I own J.K. on multiple contenders. Favorite candy has got to be peanut butter cups. The ones with the pretzels now are amazing. Facts. Yes. 
and it's the pretzels and the potato chips specifically. Those two are just the perfect salty. Um, I lost my, I was just got way too into that. Uh, favorite dance that I can pull off is the cha-cha slide. See, like it's just, that's going to be such an easy go-to. All right. So favorite running backs to buy in that, like who do you send a second for right now? I guess is the real answer. I would send a second to try to acquire Isaiah Pacheco. I think that some people might be a little down on him after that game Thursday. And I still think that even though uh, our buddy CEH started the game, <laughs> that starting means nothing, nothing at all. <laughs> I think that CEH, I mean, not CEH, I think that Pacheco is actually going to be the back that you want to own. And I don't think he will be as inefficient as he was Thursday night. Um, so if you can get somebody who's willing to give that up, go for that. Um, but it's still kind of early with the running backs. Like, so everybody who's still like drafted, they're like, oh man, he's still got to be my guy. So it's kind of hard to pry somebody here going into week two, um, unless you're looking at those lower tier guys, but yeah, you don't want to go too low. You still want a guy that's going to, you know, get 15 touches a game, but yeah, Pacheco would be who I'd be targeting right now. I'll give you DeAndre Swift for a second. Um, like, again, like, I'm sticking with the same people. Like, the first player that still comes to my mind is Miles Sanders. Like, that offense is just going to get better the more the rookie quarterback gets to play. And that line is really good for the run. Like, yeah, Chuba did look very good. So, honestly, throw a second and a third for Chuba and Miles. See if someone, you know, has both of them. I like that. Like, like I, I think that's still a really good play. And... Yeah, just like try and go as cheap as humanly possible. Like David Montgomery, like, yeah, he won't get as, I don't think he'll get as much. Like, I think it'll even out between him and Gibbs a little more, but Montgomery always finds a way to ruin another running back. So like, I I still think that's a good, a good play. And I'll put one in for team old guy, because of course I will. Um, but uh, Alvin Kamara, I'm pretty sure you can get for a second at this point. Yeah, and for sure. It's going to miss a couple more games, but I I still think we're going to see a lot of production out of him this year. They got a lot of talent around them. I know they didn't score a ton week one, but I think with Carr and Alave and Michael Thomas looking like he's alive again and Jawan Johnson, they're, they're going to be a pretty decent offense this year. Uh, and I think Kamara is going to be a big part of that. What do you think about Raheem Mostert? I'm not going to send a second for someone that's going to get hurt in three days. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm still just too bitter about them healthy scratching a chain, I think is what it comes down to. Um, the other two names that I, I, I just pulled up are like, I don't feel great about AJ Dillon, but they gave him the ball a decent amount, especially if Aaron Jones's hammy is worse than I want it to be. And, and James Cook, well, again, the same thing that Chris said with uh, the Eagles. The, you know the Bills' best running back is also their quarterback, but he got a couple of he got a couple of targets, and they gave him the ball. And again, that offense was not what it's going to be. It's going to be better than that. So while I know people are still higher on James Cook than I am, but like if you can get him for a second, that doesn't feel bad at all. And he did say second, third. I mentioned this guy earlier. I don't hate throwing a late second at Kyron Williams at this point. Yeah, at all. Like, if you can get Kyron for a third, it's worth the dart throw. Yeah. Like, if people are still that low on Brian Robinson, even though, you know, whatever. Ty J. Spears, maybe? Like, if you can get him for a second, even though people just... decent use. He didn't produce a ton, but they were mixing him in. Exactly. To help Derek. Yeah, so... 
Yep. Target those Ro- owners who are on tilt after a poor performance from week one. Roshan scoring that touchdown, baby. Woo, woo. No, I don't <laughs> think you'll really get him for a second. I just made me happy. Um, at B Hillman 42, what are you doing with your JK Dobbins shares? All right, we talked about that one. Oh, Ty J Spears, a must buy. <laughs> I, I don't think it's a must buy, but it seems like it's a good idea. I will, the day I start saying Derrick Henry is done is the day he actually retires. <laughs> I, I am not going to give up on that man until he doesn't want to play anymore because he's not a human being. Like, because, so, like, he, he will stop when his body doesn't do it anymore. Like, I don't think there's going to be. Like I don't think there's going to be a decline. I think it's just going to be one day it stops, like or he's just like no, nope, not doing this anymore. Like so, if if Henry is on the team and playing, I don't think anyone behind him is going to get like I'm done saying that. Let's get the receiving back behind Derrick Henry. But Tyje Spears looked like he looks pretty good. Like is it a next year play to go get Spears? That could be very good. But like I'm not calling him a must buy. I, I mean I don't think you're getting him cheaply. People just used an early second to get him. So you're not going to get him for a second, most likely. Not going to send two seconds, most likely, to go get him. I just said most likely a lot in a very short period of time. Good. We only got one more question. So, like, the rambling can go on. Um, does anyone else have any other different feelings about uh, Ty J. Spears? No, I feel exactly the same. Um, here we go. His favorite candy is Swedish fish. And you don't want to see me dance. That just means we want to see you dance. Absolutely. Uh, and I, I will always bring up The Good Place because I watched that show so many times and it's so freaking good. Um, you know, they're talking about like, you know, these demons, these 6,000 foot fire squid. Nobody wants to see that. Like, do you really want to see that? And then just one guy goes, I think I speak for everyone when I say, yes, I want to see that. That sounds awesome. And everyone's like, oh, no, I don't want. And like, <laughs> so when, when you say like, you don't want to see me dance, it's just like, yes, now I do. Like, yeah, that's something I want to see now. So, so maybe we're going to have to find some sort of wager in the Harry Potter league since uh, I believe he's in Gryffindor. So Hufflepuff pride, baby. Um, <laughs> at J Mike check favorite dance from the 90 is the Tootsie roll. Not my favorite candy though. That would be Reese's peanut butter cups. Like J Mike does no wrong. Um, anywho, what team player or rookie made the strongest first impression for you in week one? For me, I'm going to go to what I thought was the game of the week, the Dolphins and the Chargers. And the person I was most impressed with in that game, not who you're thinking, Justin Herbert really, really, really impressed me in that game. And it's because, like, I'm sitting there watching it until Cater Kohu came up with that, you know, sack of him. I was like, does he not get sacked? Like, the guy, he's in the pocket. Um, Jalen Phillips, he's coming around the edge. And somehow, like, he just, like, morphs to the sideline and he's just like dumping it off. I mean, he's making his throws on time. Like everything he did right there, he looked like an elite quarterback out there and it kind of got overshadowed just because of the last drive of the game, but he really impressed me. And the rookie that impressed me the most was Zay flowers. Yes. That's, that was going to be my answer. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take that for you. No, no, I I'm glad you agree. Cause I was, I was wrong. And that's another one. I'll absolutely admit, but keep going, man. Yeah, I was just uh, so he impressed me the most just because I really think that that uh, wide receiver room in Baltimore 
is awful. Um, I hate how everybody's saying that, oh, Lamar has no more excuses because now he's got weapons. I mean, he's got the ghost of Odell Beckham Jr. He's got Rashad Bateman, a.k.a. failure to launch. And so Mark Andrews, he missed the game. But, I mean, just because it's the best receiving core that he's ever had doesn't mean they're good. So I wanted to see what Zay Flowers could do, even though he's representing for the short guys. Keep up the good work. And he went out there and he actually, you know, he played pretty well. Only thing I worry about that, he was doing that with a lot of screen pass and everything when Mark Andrews wasn't in the game. So I don't know how he's going to job when Andrews comes back. But I think right now that he is the best wide receiver in Baltimore. I Part of it was me being a Bateman fan. Part of it was making the excuse almost that every time Bateman and Lamar were healthy together, they did really well. Of course, this being a new offense and Andrews not being there, like there's a lot that does go into it, like everything you said, but I was not ready for like seven catches from Zay Flowers in week one. And will this happen every week? Probably not, but we've seen that it could be that way. He was clearly getting open. Like this, it wasn't, he wasn't being force fed. This wasn't like, Odell Beckham when he first went to Cleveland where they were just throwing him the ball no matter what like he was earning these targets and it's just like I it's not that I thought he was bad it's just that in a Baltimore offense whatever it ever was it was never that big on passing right it's just he looked for real and he looked for real fast I wish I wish Quentin Johnston got more targets just to throw <laughs> that out there uh, apparently, given this show, my strongest first impression was Kyron Williams. Um, yeah. <laughs> but the other one that I was thinking of is actually from the same team, uh, Puka Nakua. Yes. Uh, that Puka. Was, and the, by the way, my 12-year-old son picked him up um, after our draft on Wednesday, family and friends draft on Wednesday. We drafted Jonathan Taylor, put him on IR, used that spot to pick up Puka Nakua. So I'm a proud papa today. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, he looked good, uh, 10 catches. And I, I, I often reference this podcast because JJ always gives good facts, but the late round the QB podcast, you yep. mentioned uh, 74% of the snaps were from the outside. Um, which means, like, when Cooper Cup comes back, they can they can coexist. It's not like he was doing all this out of the slot. So, um, and he's got tied to a good quarterback. Cup's going to be out a month. I mean, he could he could do some damage here. I'm I'm interested to see how this goes. One of the reasons I, I really liked Puka was because he was, in like, not, I mean, sort of an anomaly, but that's not really like he was an oxymoron to me. Like he he's a big body dude. He's a big guy, but he is really good at a small man's game. Like he's really good in space. He's really good finding a weak spot in zone and then doing something with the ball afterwards. So it's just like, I wait, huh? I like that. Like what? <laughs> okay, cool. So I have a lot of Puka Nakua on my teams. Of course, I only started him on teams that I'm rebuilding on. So getting those like 20 points wasn't the greatest oh, yeah. thing in the world, but like moral victory, I guess. But like, like, and I gr- completely agree with you that it's, a good thing for that offense. Of course, he's not going to get 10 receptions when Cooper Cup no, comes back. But good offense is good for players. Like, it's that whole thing with, like, Waddle and Hill, not to compare the two of them to the other receivers at all. But it's like one of them isn't going to be bad because there's another good wide receiver across from them. Yeah, good yeah. offenses score points. And he got, like, a 40% target share week one. He's not going to do that again either. But the fact that a rookie – 
a third uh, day three rookie could come out yep. and even just in, in any one game could get a 40% target share shows me something to begin with. So. And what, what really killed me was two leagues. I took the gamble that Ben Skoranek was going to be the guy like he was last year <laughs> and he was not. <laughs> <laughs> Tutu, by the way, what the, what the yeah, hell is that? Tutu, like, <laughs> it was such a good day for Peter Howard, Kendrick Bourne crushing uh, it. Yeah, Tutu right. Atwell, like uh, Muth caught a touchdown. Oh, wow, we haven't pulled an hour and a half show in a while, but here we are. This is this is the end of our show sheet, so this is the end of our show. Thank you so much, Chris, for being patient. Because, like uh, Rocky, I don't think you were here when we said it, but like. We scheduled him on the show like three months ago. Like <laughs> it was at that time where I scheduled just like two months oh, out. Yep. And then it was August and I missed a lot of August. So I'm like, no, you're going to wait till September. Cause I want to be on the show. You're coming on. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for being patient. Thank you for coming on. I had a blast. I hope you did as well. Absolutely uh, did. Before you head out, remind everyone who you are, what you do and where they could find what you do. Um, once again, I am Chris Burns. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Dynasty Deviant. Um, you can find me over at Fantasy and Frames. And on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m., we do our Dynasty 365 show with uh, it's me, Stacy Perez, and Tyler Hill. So check us out. Fine, I will t- take that. <laughs> um, our stuff, patreon.com slash Pod. You can hang out with us while we record. Um, you know, I showed everyone my Calvin Ridley jersey. We talked about all the Miami stuff. You could have seen that. You don't have to worry about my beautiful words. You can just, you can see it for yourself. Not to mention, tell me how wrong I am on things or, you know, give us wonderful uh, recommendations like Tom Brady going to the Jets. Um, but also we have our chat on Discord, the Cool Kids Club, which is just a grand old time in general. Um, and beyond that, fantasycares.org slash giveaway goodness because again i love alliteration um we are giving away a daniel jones signed jersey um we i just tweeted it out myself fantasy cares tweeted it out this afternoon and we're going to keep keep it going um for whatever the rules for all of it are because man things are complicated like i love just like you know Buy a raffle ticket, call it a day. But when you're a charity, you can't just do that. And, but so there's rules, but you know, you, you do some good, you donate, kids are going to get some presents for the holidays and you might get a Daniel Jones Jersey or, or see what happens next week. I mean, it's not a one week thing or is it? <laughs> no, it's not. All right, everyone. Good night. I'm going to bed. Cause I am, I don't even know why I'm stalling ending this show, but I'm doing it. So good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Great Attic Podcast, a proud member in the Dynasty Attic Podcast Network. Please follow your hosts at Dynasty and at Dynasty FS Attic. Please subscribe, rate, and review. We will catch you next time on the Trade Attic Podcast. Poopy Pan, that is the best. <laughs> See ya.